0: Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to episode 21, Self-Parenting in Four Steps. And for those that don't know this concept, uh, it's one that you might find very enlightening. And it's one that I find very relevant in my own practice working with people. And that is that all of us have had imperfect parents. Uh, Some people's parents were more imperfect than others. um, And some, unfortunately, have parents who have been very destructive. And learning how to self-parent is an essential uh, quality that all of us must learn. In fact, even with functional parents, the only difference is that if you had functional parents, healthy parents then they definitely set you up on a advantage in this process but if you didn't then there certainly is a lot that could be done and so that's what we're going to talk about today the four steps to self-parenting and really think thinking about as parents what we can instill in our children as human beings and individuals uh, which is really where everything starts what we can instill in ourselves uh, whether we got it and we need to reinforce it more or whether we didn't get it or maybe we got some of it not all of it Uh, these are four really important things about just how to be a functional human being and so let's talk about that. All right, so we're going to start off with a quote from Frederick Douglass, and it's a brilliant quote. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And at first you might be taken aback, well, why am I quoting this if I'm trying to talk about those broken men and broken women? But the answer is that we're not broken. We're talking about people who unfortunately didn't get what they needed uh, to some level or to some degree or maybe to a large degree in their childhood, but there is so much that could be done. Now, I know some people might think this is very Freudian to talk about, well, just don't Don't blame the client, blame their parents. Um, But we're not talking about blame here. We're just talking about how a person is made and how a person operates. And the first thing to understand is uh, from a evolutionary psychology perspective, and I've said this many times, evolutionary psychology has nothing to do with religion or what you believe. It's just simply how we evolve as human beings and develop knowledge and information. And all of us grow and evolve. Your parents tell you not to touch the flame, and you touch it, and you don't listen, you disobey, and you burn your hand. Well, eventually you evolve and get the knowledge that this hurts. And so a lot of our emotional self-care and our emotional worlds takes place through the evolvement of different processes. So one of them is just being born and being vulnerable. As children, we are highly vulnerable. If someone were not to feed us and take care of us, we would literally die and starve to death. We're not like other mammals or other animals that uh, can feed themselves. In fact, we are not an animal. Uh, we are humans and we're we're a higher level in my uh, opinion. So what's important to recognize is that that vulnerability opens up a lot of room for uh, hurt and mistakes to be made. And these mistakes could come from parents who don't know any better, parents who make mistakes, innocent mistakes, parents who have the best intentions, or, of course, on the worst spectrum, parents who are more than just neutral, but who do negative things and say negative things. And this could leave a gaping hole in a child's development, and of course, will impact their adult life. And once we start recognizing self-parenting skills about how to be a functional human being, um, this could really make repairs. So, when we go through this list of four things, these four steps to becoming an effective uh, child and therefore developing through the stages and becoming an effective adult, just look at your own life and see whether you've learned these things. Maybe your parents have taught it to you. Maybe other people have learned it and whether you've integrated them and how you could learn them more and make your life even better. All right. So let's talk about step one, self-love. So our parents teach us how to validate ourselves. Our parents, our, their mission is to fill us up with so much love and Encouragement and self esteem that no matter what we're exposed to in the outside harsh world, because the world is very harsh, uh, we're able to have the resiliency and the, and the power to be able to love ourselves through that, despite that. Because when someone has no self esteem and looks down on themselves, they're very easily swayed to, first of all, look at themselves as failures, and second of all, to uh, perform accordingly. If you don't have any standard for yourself, then there's nothing to live up to. And so this idea of self-love is so important for us to establish in ourselves that not that we're perfect, that would be, that would be uh, self-arrogance, not that we are uh, capable of being perfect and are not, that would be self-loathing, but to just love ourselves for who we are. I'm a great person, and I have a great person inside me, and I do great things, and I have great ideas, and I have great values and morals that I live by. Um, and of course, it's your job to align yourself with that, it doesn't have to be perfect, but We're striving for as much as we can align with that. So self-love means that I appreciate who I am, I'm in touch with who I am, I know that I'm a good person, and whatever anybody says about me that I'm not a good person, well, I need to look at my actions and make sure my actions are uh, reflecting a good person, but they certainly cannot shake my knowledge of that self-love. Number two is healthy boundaries. And this is really complicated because, again, with our parents, some of the boundaries that they taught us were either too heavy or too soft, meaning That perhaps our parents were helicopter parents or one parent was a helicopter parent and always trying to control us. So the way that we've learned how love is expressed is through control. And so that can make us into control freaks or just unhealthy when it comes to control or just not functioning well when it comes to control. Or let's say our parents were very permissive and uh, did not give us guidance when we felt we needed guidance or when we actually did need guidance. So, again, our boundaries can be that, hey, you know, parents just let their kids do whatever they want. And maybe we didn't learn how to be more structured in our own lives. Um, and so there's always this, this balance. But more importantly, how we interact with others uh, do we try to control others? Do we try to, uh, do we have a laissez faire attitude towards others? Again, some of this might be personality wise and it might reflect that way, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about how to establish healthy boundaries in your life where people that are, healthy and good for you are allowed in in a healthy way and people that are negative and detrimental to you are able to be uh, pushed out and you can fend for yourself using your self-love and self-confidence in step one um, and learning how to keep that boundary and to hold it up and, and to live by it. And that's a really important thing in life to, to have those boundaries because so much of our relationship dynamics are all about boundaries. There's about the closeness that we have to people that in our lives that we choose to be in relationships with and then there's our own individual lives and our own individual time and self-care, which is also very important as part of those boundaries. And when children come from dysfunctional boundary childhood experiences, sometimes they feel a lot of resentment towards their parents. And oftentimes they project that resentment um, on their intimate relationships with others um, or are not able to form relationships with others because of that, if, not, if they don't work through that. And sometimes uh, it's, when children are uh, constantly put in the test where they need to exhibit even stronger boundaries and maybe even push away their parents, um, then they could end up uh, bringing some of that, I would call it protective mode, into other relationships where that behavior is uh, certainly not appropriate and maybe even detrimental. And so it's always having that healthy boundary of how much to give and take and knowing where you start and where other people end and how to uh, effectively interact with others with interdependence and healthy interdependency uh, that this healthy boundary step is all about. Number three is self-reflection. Very often our parents um, have very, very strong opinions that as children might have come down very harshly against us, uh, perhaps justifiably, perhaps not, depending on the situation. And so what we learn sometimes is to do things without thought because we look at our parents and, and think that they acted without thought. So we could act without thought as well. Or perhaps there were times that our parents hurt us and we told them that hurts or I don't like that. And their response was vicious as opposed to being compassionate and loving. And perhaps our parents were not refle- were not self-reflective people or were not capable of being reflective. What I see most commonly is that our pa- parents that have severe blind spots of self-reflectiveness, meaning they could be wonderful parents in some ways, but in certain areas they were not self-reflective and not able to do what they needed to do in order to be functional and to provide a healthy home. And that gets very tricky for a child because when a child is hurt by their parent, it's a very, very uh, treacherous path because oftentimes they feel that, how do I have a right to betray my parents and not love them? And And how could I not be loved by my parents and have them betray me? And oftentimes that frustration Uh, could be very, very confusing and could lead to a lot of mixed emotions. And so that's why I put this as a four-step process, because when you work on that self-love and that commitment you have towards yourself and you work on healthy boundaries about how not to go too far and how not to push uh, the boundaries away, um, but yet to be healthy interdependently living. And when you talk about self-reflection, just to be aware of yourself. And and by the way, self-reflection means being aware of your blind spots and being aware of, uh, areas that you need to work on um, by talking to people that know you and that you trust and who can guide you in that way. And by looking at patterns in your life and relationships and how they're, how they're manifesting in your everyday life. So that could be really, really helpful as well in that self-reflection. And the last, which again is kind of a cherry on top, but also one of the most vital, and I believe builds on the other ones of having a proper self-love and learning boundaries and learning to be self-reflective is number four, self-soothing and self-regulation. And this is just, you know, when life happens, it might rub us the wrong way, and people might say things that hurt us, and our interactions with our friends, spouses, loved ones might not always be the way we want them to be. But we need to learn how to take responsibility for our behaviors and for our feelings. And that doesn't mean to take responsibility and negate them. It just means to A, not react to them immediately, because some of our immediate reactions might be negative. B, to be able to think about them, process them, and understand them. And C, to be able to turn our feelings and emotions. Um, into validated needs that we could ask people that we're in relationships with and give them opportunities to repair. Um, and most importantly, give ourselves opportunities to self-soothe and self-regulate. So I believe that that's a very strong primer for how to really take care of yourself. And again, some people might have listened to it and said, yeah, my parents taught me that. And yeah, I could teach that to my kids. And that's great. Pat yourself on the back. You're lucky. And that's wonderful. But if you're like probably the majority of people that I am that I work with uh, and that I interact with and from the people that what I hear, uh, you know, what they've been through, um, I would assume that some of these pieces are missing a little bit. And they're always missing, even the most functional homes, there's always pieces that need to be worked on and developed. So look at that list and figure out ways that you can make your life better in learning how to self-love and learning how to have a healthy boundaries between you and others, not putting up too strong boundaries and also taking care of yourself, learning how to self-reflect and to just be more introspective about you know, what you need, what you, what's going on for you and learn how to self-soothe and to be able to calm yourself down, which watching a parent fly off the handle might not have taught you that or watching a parent just lavish in depression or anxiety and not get help or not get effective help might not have taught you that. But when you could look at these things, you will recognize that you are now self-parenting and you don't have to keep falling into the trap of going towards parents that perhaps are not available or not alive or not able to provide this, but you can be your own best self-parent and this will greatly enhance your entire life. So best of luck implementing that. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.